Chapter 5 of Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew by Matthew Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Christ's Sermon on the Mount. None will find happiness in this world or the next who do not seek it from Christ by the rule of his word. He taught them what was evil they should abhor and what the good they should seek and abound in. Verses 3 through 12 who are blessed our saviour here gives eight characters of blessed people which represent to us the principal graces of a christian point one the poor in spirit are happy these bring their minds to their condition when it is a low condition they are humble and lowly in their own eyes they see their want bewail their guilt and thirst after a redeemer the kingdom of grace is of such the kingdom of glory is for them point two those that mourn are happy that godly sorrow which worketh true repentance watchfulness a humble mind and continual dependence for acceptance on the mercy of god in christ jesus with constant seeking the holy spirit to cleanse away the remaining evil seems here to be intended heaven is the joy of our lord a mountain of joy to which our way is through a veil of tears such mourners shall be comforted by their god point three the meek are happy the meek are those who quietly submit to god who can bear insult who are silent or return a soft answer who in their patience keep possession of their own souls when they can scarcely keep possession of anything else these meek ones are happy even in this world meekness promotes wealth comfort and safety even in this world point four those who hunger and thirst after righteousness are happy righteousness is here put for all spiritual blessings these are purchased for us by the righteousness of christ confirmed by the faithfulness of god our desire of spiritual blessings must be earnest though all desires for grace are not grace yet such a desire as this is a desire of god's own raising and he will not forsake the work of his own hands point five the merciful are happy we must not only bear our own afflictions patiently but we must do all we can to help those who are in misery we must have compassion on the souls of others and help them pity those who are in sin and seek to snatch them as brands out of the burning point six the pure in heart are happy for they shall see god here holiness and happiness are fully described and put together the heart must be purified by faith and kept for god create in me such a clean heart o god none but the pure are capable of seeing god nor would heaven be happiness to the impure as god cannot endure to look upon their iniquity so they cannot look upon his purity Point seven the peacemakers are happy they love and desire and delight in peace and study to be quiet they keep the peace that it be not broken and recover it when it is broken if the peacemakers are blessed woe to the peace breakers and finally point eight those who are persecuted for righteousness sake are happy this saying is peculiar to christianity and it is more largely insisted upon than any of the rest 
yet there is nothing in our sufferings that can merit of god but god will provide that those who lose for him though life itself shall not lose by him in the end blessed jesus how different are thy maxims from those of men of this world they call the proud happy admire the gay the rich the powerful and the victorious may we find mercy from the lord may we be owned as his children and inherit his kingdom with these enjoyments and hopes we may cheerfully welcome low or painful circumstances verses thirteen through sixteen exhortations and warnings ye are the salt of the earth mankind lying in ignorance and wickedness were as a vast heap ready to putrefy but christ sent forth his disciples by their lives and doctrines to season it with knowledge and grace if they are not such as they should be they are as salt that has lost its savor if a man can take up the profession of christ yet remain graceless no other doctrine no other means can make him profitable our light must shine by doing such good work as men may see what is between god and our souls must be kept to ourselves but that which is of itself open to the sight of men we must study to make suitable to our profession and praiseworthy we must aim at the glory of god verses seventeen through twenty christ came to confirm the law let none suppose that christ allows his people to trifle with any commands of god's holy law no sinner partakes of christ's justifying the righteousness till he repents of his evil deeds the mercy revealed in the gospel leads the believer to still deeper self-abhorrence the law is the christian's rule of duty and he delights therein if a man pretending to be christ's disciple encourages himself in any allowed disobedience to the holy law of god or teaches others to do the same whatever his station or reputation among men may be he can be no true disciple christ's righteousness imputed to us by faith alone is needed by every one that enters the kingdom of grace or of glory but the new creation of the heart to holiness produces a thorough change in a man's temper and conduct verses twenty one through twenty six the sixth commandment the jewish teachers had taught that nothing except actual murder was forbidden by the sixth commandment thus they explained away its spiritual meaning christ showed the full meaning of this commandment according to which we must be judged hereafter and therefore ought to be ruled now all rash anger is heart murder by our brother here we are to understand any person though ever so much below us for we are all made of one blood raka is a scornful word and comes from pride thou fool is a spiteful word and comes from hatred malicious slanderers and censures are poison that kills secretly and slowly christ told them that how light soever they made of these sins they would certainly be called into judgment for them we ought carefully to preserve christian love and peace with all our brethren and if at any time there is a quarrel we should confess our fault humble ourselves to our brother 
making or offering satisfaction for wrong done in word or deed and we should do this quickly because till it is done we are unfit for communion with god in holy ordinances when we are preparing for any religious exercise it is good for us to make that an occasion of serious reflection and self-examination what is here said is very applicable to our being reconciled to god through christ while we are alive we are in the way to his judgment seat after death it will be too late when we consider the importance of the case and the uncertainty of life how needful it is to seek peace with god without delay verses twenty seven through thirty two the seventh commandment victory over the desires of the heart must be attended with painful exertions but it must be done everything is bestowed to save us from our sins not in them all our senses and powers must be kept from those things which lead to transgression those who lead others into temptation to sin by dress or in other ways or leave them in it or expose them to it make themselves guilty of their sin and will be accountable for it if painful operations are submitted to that our lives may be saved what ought our minds to shrink from when the salvation of our souls is concerned there is tender mercy under all the divine requirements and the grace and consolation of the spirit will enable us to attend to them verses thirty three through thirty seven the third commandment there is no reason to consider that solemn oaths in a court of justice or on another proper occasion are wrong provided they are taken with due reverence but all oaths taken without necessity or in common conversation must be sinful as well as those expressions which are appeals to god though persons think thereby to evade the guilt of swearing the worse men are the less they are bound by oaths the better they are the less there is need for them our lord does not enjoin the precise terms wherein we are to affirm or deny but such a constant regard to truth as would render oaths unnecessary verses thirty eight through forty two the law of retaliation the plain instruction is suffer any injury that can be borne for the sake of peace committing your concerns to the lord's keeping and the sum of all is that christians must avoid disputing and striving if any say flesh and blood cannot pass by such an affront let them remember that flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of god and those who act upon right principles will have most peace and comfort verses forty three through forty eight the law of love explained the jewish teachers by neighbor understood only those who were of their own country nation and religion whom they were pleased to look upon as their friends the lord jesus teaches that we must do all the real kindness we can to all especially to their souls we must pray for them while many will render good for good we must render good for evil and this will speak a nobler principle than most men act by others salute their brethren and embrace those of their own party and way and opinion but we must not so confine our respect 
it is the duty of Christians to desire and aim at and press towards perfection in grace and holiness. And therein we must study to conform ourselves to the example of our Heavenly Father. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 Surely more is to be expected from the followers of Christ than from others. Surely more will be found in them than in others. Let us beg of God to enable us to prove ourselves his children. End of chapter 5